What a beautiful Thursday. My goodness. This is David San Martino, part of Team One. Folks, good afternoon, one and all. <clears throat> As you know, we are uh, we are on call this afternoon. Who knows what happens when the weather breaks nice like this. So, is Lynn. Hello, everybody. Good afternoon, one and all. We will deliver in one minute the noon report live, as a matter of fact. <clears throat> yes, indeed. At 12.06, good afternoon, one and all. It is Juan. It's the John DePietro Show on AM 1380 and 99.9 .9 FM. Folks, you can always listen online at our website, dipietro.com. What is, my goodness, God is good on this Thursday, February 16th. Depending on where you are earlier, the temperatures already reached over 60 degrees. Maybe getting up as high as 65 <laughs> Five degrees. I would imagine tennis courts are busy. Golf courses are busy. People are out riding bikes. I mean, folks, and how about they're saying now, it is actually, depending on where you are, 65 degrees. Uh, um, they're saying now that they believe our weather is shifting. And our weather could start to be more like the Carolinas. <clears throat> Explain to me when the bad news enters. If this is uh, if this is climate change, they have a fan in the chosen one. This is just fantastic, folks. It's better for everyone. I mean, all the people that spend all that money down in uh, in warmer climates. That's exactly right. Um, <clears throat> this time of year, and my goodness, I mean, I I am just astounded on this Thursday, February sixteenth. And it's 65 degrees. And Ash Wednesday is coming up on Wednesday. Next Wednesday. What a dream. Do you realize on Monday it's President's Day? I guess we still celebrate that. And I say that facetiously. Um, and then, you know, then you have the week of... Um, so today is the 16th. I'm not going to break any news on that. Monday is the 20th. And then the following Monday is the 27th. So we still have another full week to go of February. Then we get into March. But here, here's the big thing. The, the first day of spring is not until March 20th. So even on Monday, it's one, two, three, four weeks to spring. But 65 degrees sounds pretty good to the chosen one, without question. My goodness, this is fantastic. What a gift. The winter that never was. Again, I get it. For those that are skiers or have a plow business or what have you, I recognize that it's um, 
you know, with the people, oh, you know, I like when kids go out and play, build a snowman and so forth. Show them a movie what it's like. <clears throat> Show them a film. Listen, go up north, 90 minutes away in New Hampshire. The skiing's not great. There's definitely some skiing going on. But, folks, this portion of the program is brought to you by Propane Plus. Remember, propane is for heating and cooling. Do you use propane? You do. All right. Well, call my friends at Propane Plus, 401-885-4209, or in Massachusetts, 508-252-3359 for Propane Plus. Heating and cooling, three generations. Folks, they are, I've, you know, dealt with them for a long time, many years. It's a first-rate business, tremendously responsive, customer-focused they are consistently dependable, tremendous, Propane Plus, 401-885-4209. Remember, very user-friendly website. It's propaneplus.com, residential or commercial. You can depend on Propane Plus. Well, folks, visit the website, dipetro.com, uh, which, again, we have all original content, video, material, all brought to you by the Coesed Inn, 226 Coesed Avenue, West Warwick, lunch, dinner, drinks, and lounge. They're waiting for you at the Coincid Inn. I want to uh, just touch on it. For those that are tuning in on Facebook, uh, you can see behind me is our background of the Rhode Island State House, the Den of Thieves. And I'll, I'll say, you know, one thing about the Rhode Island State House and the Den of Thieves. And if anything, they are consistently tone deaf. They are consistently tone deaf. What, what do I mean by that? And I'll, I'll give you a perfect, you know, yesterday was a perfect example. To me, anyhow. Not everyone's going to get this. But to me, anyhow. And that is that... So yesterday afternoon, I received a a message. I correspond with Janine Passaretti, who many of you know, her daughter, Olivia. That's how New Year started last year. It was in the early morning hours of the new year when Olivia Passaretti... High school student was basically bumped and run off the road. And she lost her life, 17 years old. And, you know, a habitual offender, Armis Sagaris, blah, 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 him and the girlfriend, and we're in court. <clears throat> and then it was, it was a year ago, February, when tragedy struck and the Dennison family, Matt Dennison, uh, high school senior at West Warwick hockey player. They were coming back and were basically literally run over by a drunk driver, as horrible uh, as it was. So the, the last year, 2022, started with the loss of two teenagers. Not that you would have heard anything from Governor McGreed. Zero. Doesn't say a word. So yesterday... And I'm not betraying your confidence or anything, but uh, Janine sent me a message and said, are, are you going up to the state house later? Because I'm, <clears throat> along with the Denison parents, we're going to testify against the happy hour bill. Now, um, in the past, and I'll tell you exactly what I told her. And it, it's something that I, you know, I, I've kind of, but I want to explain. And, <clears throat> and that is, I, I told her no. I told her I wasn't going. Number one, I was doing Cranston PD Live last night. Number two, then we also, there was a major fire in Woonsocket, which I, I, I don't fully understand how it went to a fourth alarm because when I saw it, it was basically out, but whatever. <clears throat> I wasn't on scene. I wasn't on scene. So 
But I, I told her, you know, I, I actually, I, I don't like going to the state house, And I just, I, I don't like, <laughs> I don't like any of the people up there. They, they, don't, they don't work for us. It, it is truly a den of thieves. I don't, there's nothing about it that, I, I don't respect the people. I don't. Up there, there's so much more they could be doing. To make life better. And maybe it starts at the top. I'll, I am willing to bet I would feel differently if Helena Folks was the governor. You know, one thing I'll say about Raimondo. Listen, and I recognize Gina doesn't have a lot of fans. And I have every, I have plenty of reasons not to be a fan of Raimondo. But she, she was definitely, you know, she, she was on a mission. She, you could tell she was very ambitious the way she ran COVID, she, um, you know, you're, you're seeing a lesson right now in someone who is massively failing in the midst of, of, a, of a crisis, and that's the governor of Ohio. The elected officials in Ohio are tremendously letting down the people of Ohio. But let me just get back to, and behind me you see the Rhode Island State House, the Den of Thieves, is because, because I already know the drill. You know, so, you know, and I don't even talk to her, but I'm sure whoever goes up there and they testify and some of the people are polite and some aren't and blah, blah, blah. But I, but I already know the answer. And that is that it, 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 it's really simple. If, if our elected officials, and let's just go with the big three, right? Governor McKee, Speaker Sakachi, and the Senate president, if they wanted to, they go into a room have a 15-minute meeting and come out and say, the state, we're going to match Connecticut and we're going to be one of the top 10 toughest states in the country on drunk driving. Have you heard of that happening? There's a reason why you haven't. They don't do anything. You know, and especially it's gotten worse. It's not your imagination. It's gotten worse under Governor McGreed. You know, that's why I, I um, if you heard when I, I spoke with uh, Dan McGowan and even Justin Katz this week, which we talked to them in the first hour, the 11 o'clock hour. I'm all for this rank, cha- uh, rank choice voting. And I'll tell you what, I, I am for anything that upsets the status quo. One thing I know is this form of elections is not working because we keep electing people who they, they win through a fluke. But let me just stay on point because I'm going to come back to that. So... You know, and I, I feel terrible. I've, I've, I've been at the, outside the courthouse when the Passaretti people were there, when Matt Dennison's folks were there, Matt's militia and Olivia's army, and I, I've covered that. I would like to help them any way possible, but you can't break through the leadership. We also, I, I mean, let's also point out Ashley Kalis in no way, the Republican challenge, in no point, did she ever make drunk driving a big issue? The roads are dangerous. The only time it seems to make the news is if someone hits a Rhode Island State Police cruiser. Not that they're killed, but just, oh, look at this. They got to get a new cruiser. Then it's on the news. The rest of us. So I, I told her, you know, I, I actually don't like going up there. They, I, I don't think they're, well, they're certainly not friendly to me, but... Like, what, what is the point? However now, right? So even, I, I agree with them. I don't know what the answer is. 
with uh, I'm actually ambivalent about it with the happy hour stuff. I mean, I I know in other states it is legal. California, it's legal. Maybe if there are some bars that say, you know, um, and, and some places do what? Happy hour where you can go and there's appetizers are very inexpensive late in the day. If if I, I could go either way. I mean, we but we have to do something with all the drunks that are on the road and, and the people impeded. But my point is, they go up and testify, but unless something is happening from the top, there are too many attorneys who are lobbyists and also reps and senators at the Rhode Island State House. And they make a good living off of um, the way the laws in Rhode Island for impaired driving or drunk driving can be manipulated. It's, it's big business. There are some people, that's all they do, because they know how to manipulate it. They know how to, you know, it puts the police in an impossible situation. It, and especially if someone does not take the test, they tell all the clients, don't ever take the test. If you don't take the test, I can get you out of it. If you take it, I might still be able to get you out of it. But, but then look what happened last night. Now, I, I've known Richard Leach since he ran against Bob, I, I really got to know him. He ran against Bob Wagan for Senate. And so I, I've done debates with him. I've seen him over the over the years. Um, he is an insider's insider, Richard Leach. And last night, you know, there's the headline, still the top story on the Channel 12 website, Rhode Island, R.I. Judge Hit by Vehicle Outside State House. So now I was with the Cranston police last night. So I was not up at Smith Hill, the Den of Thieves. We go to the Channel 10 website. Pawtucket mayor wants to fire officer acquitted of shooting, shooting teenager. I, but that's the top story. Convicted child rapist Richard Gardner arrested in Lincoln is the second story. Rhode Island judge struck by car near Statehouse. My point is, and I'm just going to finish it out this way, folks, is um, you watch the way there will now be action to do something about lighting, about um, may, maybe another crosswalk. Now, I know exactly where that, where that was, where I believe where Judge Leach was hit. Because you come out of the state house and then you're, you're parked, I would imagine, like across the street, what have you, um, along... Smith Hill, there's actually parking for the press. So that's where I normally park. And, but, so a lot of the people, when you come out, they don't walk straight across. They start coming down the hill. And then, you know, traffic isn't always that busy. So if you judge it the right way, people then make their way across. However, when, when vehicles and that yellow Jeep I feel bad for whoever the driver was. As they're coming down the hill, there were cars parked along the side. If someone in dark clothing darts out, you know, I, I easily could see where that could happen. And when I was up there covering when all the homeless people were camped out in front, um, you know, you have to just navigate because you really don't see the vehicles until they're, they're coming down Smith Hill to then, you know, they're either going to take a right and go by the train station or they continue 
to the bottom, and then they're right around North Main Street. So, but from, from what I have seen, and again, I like everyone else, I mean, I haven't seen them in a long time. I don't, I don't wish anyone ill will. Um, hope for the speedly, speedy recovery and so forth. Shortly after 6 o'clock last night, he was not in a crosswalk when he was struck. But you watch because it's one of their own, because it's a judge, because it's a political insider. Watch how fast up at the state house. It's going to make your head spin. How fast they jump in. Oh, wait a minute. Oh, we can't have this. You know, if this had been, uh, you know, whoever, if this had just been someone that went up to testify at the state house, well, you know, they should have been in the crosswalk. If this had been a Republican lawmaker, or so, if, if this had been like <clears throat> anyone else, but now, well, now we have to do something. Now we have to jump into action. Now we have to, well, we need to get better lighting over there. We need to, I've heard someone say they want to put a pedestrian bridge now so people don't have to cross. I don't know how safe that's going to be at night. You know, someone got robbed on the pedestrian bridge. Can you imagine how long that's going to take? How expensive that would be? But it is true about the lighting. But I think it gives better insight to, they, they don't move on anything until it's someone richard leach first and foremost is a political insider he was director of administration under chafee and then chafee made him a judge even though it was very controversial and you're supposed to leave for a period of time and then richard leach argued that he actually i i don't even remember it was some confounded explanation that he twisted around his job description ed acorn uh back when the Providence Journal had editorials used to write about it and then they had like the outside prom they they literally made it a huge deal and thumbed their nose at everyone when they they went around the rules and made him a judge but you but it, it's not lost on me that you have parents that were up there at the state house yesterday testifying because their teenage High school children were killed by drunk drivers. And that the people at the state house in power, you know, they just go through like a courtesy hearing and they try to be polite to them, but they'll just push them off. But a judge is hit because he's out of the crosswalk. And now they're going to jump into action. Oh, we need to like this place better. Blah, 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 the whole thing. Now the driver, they don't believe the driver's going to be charged. Driver stayed on scene. Driver was not impaired. Driver was not even speeding. But you watch the difference in how they're now going to work to make changes up there. Now I do want to talk about the voting thing in, in just a moment. Folks, this portion of the John DePietro show <clears throat> on what, again, is a... Um, terrific thursday boy life is better when the weather's nice isn't it it's brought to you folks by atmed urgent care now remember the next time you have an emergency atmed urgent care two locations 1524 atwood avenue in johnson right in the atwood medical center and 5750 post road east greenwich 
It's right across from Felicia's at Med Urgent Care. This is the alternative to waiting in an emergency room. And I receive email all the time from people that say, Juan, thank you for telling me about Atman Urgent Care. I received one just the other day from Rachel, who said that her son-in-law, there was something wrong. And so the daughter went and kind of, I think, went ahead to an emergency room, and they found out it's going to be like a seven-hour wait. And then either Rachel or her daughter, because she's the mother, was her son-in-law, remembered, wait a minute, Juan mentioned Atman Urgent Care. They went over there, saw her son-in-law in less than an hour. And whatever, I, you know, and I'm not going to get into what medical procedure was done, but they have doctors and nurses. I think that they were out of there within an hour, as a matter of fact. And, and then, obviously, he needed to follow up with his regular doctor. But it, it got him through the night. It alleviated um, and helped them to, at Med Urgent Care, folks. Right When there's an emergency, there's two types of individuals. There are the people that go to the emergency room, and you, they are prepared to wait seven hours, eight hours. I received an email from, I won't say last name, but from Chris, who said, you know, something happened with one of his coworkers. They went, no judgment here, but it wasn't lost on him. He said they were the only English-speaking people in the emergency room as they were waiting. And when it got to four and a half to five hours, they that's it. And he said to his coworker, listen, let's just go to Atman Urgent Care. Saw them within 30 minutes. I think they went to the Johnston location in the Atwood Medical Center. Atmed Urgent Care. Two locations. Folks, they're open seven days a week. And remember, it's the cost-efficient healthcare alternative hospital-based emergencies at Med Urgent Care. Well, folks, good afternoon. At 12.26, you're listening to The John DePietro Show on AM 1380 and 99.9 FM. Remember, you can always listen online at our website. Check out DePietro.com. And one of our sponsors at DePietro.com, I can't say enough good things about Jake Burke, Burke's Martial Arts, Self-Defense, Fitness. Uh, they also have kickboxing there, atomic kickboxing. Log on at DePietro.com. You just scroll down a little bit, and you'll see the link to Burke's Martial Arts. Jake is like Special Forces. Burke Martial Arts, 880 80th Street in Providence. Something that um, I do want to touch on, because I discussed it yesterday with Dan McGowan of the Boston Globe, and I think we, we I talked about it on Monday as well with Justin Katz, who I, I love talking to him politics this week, every Monday. Um, and I, I am all in favor of this rank shape rank excuse me choice voting i know in georgia it causes some problems but look at just look at our last election cycle if if we had had we here's the problem there's several problems that we're having one of the problems that we're having is the people who the people want are not being elected they're not being elected and it's 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 partly because of you go to 2014 for governor Right. Well, even go to 2010. 2010. Chafee won with 36% of the vote. John Robitaille had 34.5%. If the two of them had faced off in a runoff, Robitaille wins that election. Now let's go to 2014. Now that's just for governor. 2014. Healy 
Ramundo Fung. <clears throat> you put Fung against Ramundo, there's a very good chance he wins that race. He won CD2 in 2018, a repeat of 2014. Fung, Ramundo. This time, Joe Trillo jumps in. I don't remember what he got. 4%, 5%, but he, he hurt Fung in CD2. Ramundo wins again. Look at this time around. Now, I'll tell you where this now gets ridiculous because I, I, I like the idea that everybody goes into the primary because what we're having is a pattern of people who they run, not that they're going to win, but they want to be on TV, they want to be interviewed, they demand they should be included in the debates. They they don't run a campaign. They don't have donors. They just, I want to run. And, and, but little by little, those individuals do cipher off some votes. So, But this is a good example. It, right now, on this Thursday, February 16th, a, a huge problem we have in the state is Governor McKee was not who people wanted. It's a major problem. That's what's so frustrating to people. That's not who people wanted. Helena Folks won the primary. She won day of voting back in that September. But McKee comes up with 3,000 union mail ballots. And then they just run up the score against Ashley Kalis. In, in the last election cycle, the two strongest candidates were Governor McKee and Helena Folks. So what should have happened, those two, I believe, now it's possible, see, it would have been so Ashley and everybody else gets thrown into one primary in September. And then the top two vote-getters go on to the November election. Now, the problem, there are several problems. One problem we have are people who they run just to run. They get their name on the ballot. They expect the media to cover them. They have no experience. They have no plan. They, have, they, they, they offer nothing other than the novelty of there I am in the paper, there I am on TV, you have to have me in the debate, and then they get their 1% or 2%, whatever it is. <clears throat> but it wastes time. They do siphon off a little bit. But this last election should have been in November. It should have been Helena Folks against McKee. Because if it had been Helena Folks against Governor McKee, she would have won. And regardless of, of what you, I am telling you, the state would be far better off. She didn't owe anyone anything. She would have come in with a complete fresh approach. She doesn't owe any, any favors. I mean, anything would have been better than what we have right now, I think, as people are going to realize. Now, as I say this, let's even look at the lieutenant governor's race. <clears throat> so if you throw everybody into that primary, now that also would have been Aaron, who's the Republican, and then it would have been all the Democrats, I still think he emerges as the top vote-getter. As you go down the line, whoever the top two are, but that's where, when, when November, when it comes to the November election, 
There's only two people that emerge out of that. And and that's how that's how we could get because we're we're ending up with people who essentially are they're winning just because of the broken nature of the system. And and years ago, you you didn't you know, I, I know there's always been like the third party. Bob Healy was different. Bob Healy had been on the Warren School Committee. Bob Healy, the cool moose, had been, um, he was, an, you know, an attorney, had been on the Warren School Committee. He ran against Link Allman and Murth York in 98. He, he was a little bit, I mean, it, definitely an oddity to it. But there's too many people now that, that just do the, the Chris Young novelty. Chris Young would run. He had no experience. Rest in peace. He had no job. He, he would just run to get attention, cause havoc at the debates. He'd run for several offices at once. They, they start to make a mockery of the process. Now, I also understand. The Republican Party might say, well, wait a minute. <clears throat> if you do ranked choice voting, if you do ranked choice voting, this, it's possible that in November you're, you're, the Republican candidate will be knocked out. But, I, I mean, and I get that. I get that. But, what, like, at this point, what's the point now? The final election, and I, I fully get not everyone's going to agree with this, but the final election should be the two best candidates, not necessarily just, <clears throat> it's kind of like the NCAA, where someone gets the automatic bid, right, from some of these conferences. So Ashley Kalis cruises through, no real opposition and she gets to be in the general because she's the Republican nominee. And I, I can go down the ballot. So, but there, there needs to be, we're not, when the system right now, all of these people that then come in just for the general, and that's not going to go away. You know, I, I was at Rhode Island College um, just this past, I think it was in October. And you had Ashley Kalis and Governor McKee on stage. Then they bring up the three lower tier candidates. And they had to make time for them. And, I, you know, what did they have between them? Five points? So like, what, what is the, like, what are we doing here? What is the point of that? Put them all, I, I'm actually not opposed to it. Put them into a primary because this system is not working. There's no balance up there. Our election system. Now, again, we could go into different areas about the voter rolls, how that plays out. Look at the attorney general's race. Um, in the primary, it would have been uh, neither one of them had uh, a primary. Peter Narona and Chaz Kalenda did not have a primary. So they'd be on the whatever it is, June primary, September primary, and then they'd be on the ballot again in November. Uh, or or maybe, I don't know, if maybe it brings someone else out. For Secretary of State, it was Greg Amore 
There was a Democrat challenger, and then we had Pat Cordalesa. I believe Pat Cordalesa and Greg Amore both would have been the top two vote-getters. They would have gone on to the general election in November. Now, so you might say, well, what's, what's the point? The point is you have to weed out some of these races that when it comes to November— they're, they're not going through the process. <clears throat> Let's go back to 2018. Fung, Raimondo, Trillo. I, th- I think there was even someone, I don't remember, that ran, that got into the general. Um, Trillo would have been eliminated in the primary. So then the final, final, is just, would have been Raimondo Fung. We're going to continue. This is a broken system. It it really broke. Chafee was not who people wanted in 2010. It wasn't. But then, you know, the, you had Ken Block that ran. Frank Caprio that ran. They, they would have been eliminated in an earlier primary. People that voted for Ken Block, if they had a choice of just Robitaille or Chafee, they probably would have voted for Robitaille. In 2010, a lot of Democrats that voted for Frank Caprio, if given the choice between Robitaille and Chafee, probably would have voted for John Robitaille. So I I understand why the Republican Party is going to say, no, 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 we want, our candidate automatically gets there. But... Like what? What can the system be any bro- more broken than it is right now? Can can the system be any more broken than than it is right now? I I don't think it can be. Um, and then it plays out that way. We we you have limited candidates. It I it may seem like what's the point of this? Maybe you only I don't know enough about it. Maybe you only do it if there's more than two candidates. So if there's three people in the race, then you have to do the runoff. And, and there's talk of this. Now, uh, another element of this, also, you have to be cautious. A lot of the progressives, they, you know, they, they got crushed this last time around. But other than that, many times, they couldn't be good campaigning. And, and I think some of the reason, what happens if they win if they win the primary and then there's either a weak Republican or or no Republican, we're not getting representative government. You know, we're not we're not getting representative government right now. And this stuff with the mail ballots, I, I don't want to keep going over it, but I just want to remind people, Seth Magaziner got 14,000, and it's not even mail ballots, it's collecting ballots. Harvesting ballots. He got 14,000. Fung had 4,000. I mean, there's the election right there. Take that out of the mix. And the unions control the nursing homes. And you have union nurses. And I I know I I spoke to some Republicans. And they couldn't get into a lot of the nursing homes. They were always being told no. While the magazine of people were in there collecting all the ballots. I, I, whatever, what, anything is better than what we're doing right now, which is we have no representation, none. 
and the people that are up at the state house i i don't know how much this would affect a lot of the local elections i have a feeling mike chippendale would still get elected i have a feeling that state senator jessica de la cruz still gets elected um i'm sure i think mayor Beldelli hunt still wins mayor lombardi wins but in these statewide elections little by little these people that and more of them run now right because of social media and it, it becomes like their hobby and it becomes like who they are oh I, I i've never worked i've never managed people i have no money but i'm i would hear from them i'm running for governor and you need to interview me and blah 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 and i demand equal time we used to get that with chris young it, they're a detriment they they are they're a burden uh, they don't add anything to the discussion they don't add anything to the discussion or other than they just keep saying people need a choice and blah 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 but the system that we have right now this what what, what is this <laughs> helena folks is sitting around doing nothing while governor mckee is sitting around doing nothing but he's he's the person that won the primary and then he really ran up the score against ashley Kalis. folks this portion of the john DePietro show on this thursday and it's brought to you by now listen take advantage of this free consultation our guy tom bryan learn more about long-term care coverage do you have long-term care coverage do you have it does your spouse have it do your parents have it long-term care coverage well tom bryan ameriprise financial advisor he can walk you through it pick up the phone on this thursday set up a free consultation 401-434-1510 offices located 400 massoid avenue in east providence tom bryan ameriprise financial 401-434-1510 whatever your goals are whatever your goals are you deserve the ability to sit down with an expert you deserve you don't go to if you're not feeling well, do you ask your next door neighbor? So what do you think? Do you think it's my? Do you think it's my hip? Do you think it's my back? What do you ask the person next to you? You deserve to have someone with that's what they do for a living. Whether it's major purchase planning, education planning, Tom Bryan, Ameriprise Financial. Call today. Call right now. Set up a free consultation. 401-434-1510. 401-434. 1510 ameriprise financial folks at 1243 uh and by the way i did see that so susie yankee the gop chairwoman has said that she will not be seeking uh re-election i guess to be the gop chair and and now i've i've received an email so Chaz kalenda he's a republican he ran against uh, Peter, uh, Attorney General Peter Narona, and he now, I don't know who else is running, but we do see that he is running, and apparently Susanke informed fellow Republicans at a state central meeting last night she's not going to seek re-election as chair, but instead wants to be on the Rhode Island Republican National Committee woman. So, um, so we'll see who the who the um, who the person's going to be? You know, so much of that. Uh, it's a tough one, folks. I'm not. Um, there's a number of people 
that complain about it, which I understand, and it's not easy recruiting people to run because that's really what it's about. But it is, um, it is once again, we, we are faced with the state is governed by the vote coming out of Providence is deciding all the elections. You know, I, when people say so goes Providence, so goes the state. I mean, I, I, as people say that, I don't know if, if it was ever meant to be that so much they control so much. And, and again, I could go on and on about the voter rolls and who's actually voting. And, but this system right now has to be re-examined. The, the, this past election, it's not your imagination. Every Republican lost. Every single one. Statewide. Statewide lost. Uh, the, the, the ballot harvest operation situation. Un unless that changes at the Rhode Island State House. I, I'm telling you, I re, like, what's the point? What's the, what is the point? I'm not saying you can't win. Obviously, there's a couple of people elected. There's pockets of it. But the ballot harvesting, and then I know, you know, Susie Yankee would say, well, we're going to do it too. You, you, you don't do it as effectively. You can't do it the way they do it. They're built for it. Our voting is the wild, wild west. And all I'm suggesting is we should be in line with Massachusetts and Connecticut is. But what a huge problem that we have in the state right now, I believe, is we, we they think it's representative government, but it's not representative government. You're seeing people run very good races, and then they're losing because of the ballot harvesting. Amanda Blue, the... Blau, the, the, I, she ran a great race. She worked very hard and lost to Caldwell, who really didn't go out and campaign because they have, they do the ballot harvesting. They collect all the ballots. It's They don't even really break a sweat. I think one of the biz, biggest examples was Marie Hopkins in Warwick, who, I mean, she was everywhere. She is terrific. She's exactly the type of person you want and would make a difference. And then lost because her opponent benefited from all the ballot harvesting that Magaziner and the Democrats were doing in CD2. Alan Fung was leading in every poll on election day. You know what was amazing about this past election uh, just this past November, folks. And again, good afternoon at 1247. You're listening to the John DePietro Show. The polls were right on the money. I mean, the polls, the polling has never been better than it was in this last election. I mean, it was right on the money. On election day, Fung won exactly where the polls had him. Four to five points. Had him right there. But you can't poll with the ballot harvesting. You can't pull the Democrat operatives come in and drop off 500 ballots, 1,000 ballots. And in Rhode Island, it's all legal. 
Remember, it's all legal. For all the people that watch 2,000 Mules, you're watching states where that's not legal. Massachusetts and Connecticut, one individual can't drop off more than 10. All I'm suggesting is we should mimic Mass and Connecticut. In Rhode Island, it's perfectly legal. One person can drop off 500 votes. One person can collect 1,000 votes. Shouldn't be that way. The campaign should have nothing to do with touching ballots. We're not, our, our form, representative form of government is just totally shattered, broken right now. So, and I, I, I'm anxious to see if the Republicans that are up there are going to make any noise about it. A problem that I have with, and I try to be supportive, the Rhode Island Republican Party is is if they're making noise on the right issues. Uh, someone that has done that in the past is Representative Patricia Morgan. She gets it. She does. Like, what is the point? Ashley Kalis. Ashley Kalis didn't lose to McKee. She got blown out. Now, I heard that got personal. Even when he had the election in the bag, he kept telling the unions, no, pedal to the metal. I want to blow her out. Does anyone really think Dan McKee got more votes than Gina Raimondo. Like, does anyone legitimately think that? Legitimately, I mean? Like, honestly got more votes? McKee lost election day to Helena folks. Lost. 3,000 union-collected ballots put him over the top. He should not be the governor right now. Ashley Kalis lost. Aaron Gukian. He beat Sabina Matos. Day of voting on election day. He won. He should be the lieutenant governor. Oh, mail ballots out of Providence. Put Matos over the top. Aaron even won in Warwick. That's no small feat. You go down the list. Fung, day of voting. He won. He beat Magaziner. Nine thousand votes the polls were right except then magaziner got fourteen thousand mail ballots and pushed him over the top it's a joke ridiculous a huge problem we have is the people in charge are gaming the system and doing nothing to try to correct the system they have no interest in it because the system is working for them now, next hour, I am going to talk about uh, the situation in Ohio. And I am aware that there's also a White House press briefing that I, I don't know if I'm going to carry the whole thing, but I definitely want to dip into. This situation that's going on in Ohio with this train derailment is a complete, complete disgrace. And... This, this Mike DeWine or whatever... Um, that guy, he's won in the past pretty comfortably, but th this is, um, this should not be, should be, should not be happening right now. Now, I'm also looking right now, I'll play this next hour, a protester interrupts Senator Josh Hawley's speech on foreign policy in China at the Heritage Foundation. This woman walks up on stage, takes over the microphone, has a sign how does she get that far? How does that happen? 
Would, do you think that would be allowed if that was a Democrat? Now, I'm not a big fan of that guy, but um, but I do want to... Th this situation in Ohio, I I don't know what to make of it. That is that is complete failure by the government, by the by local government officials. By in the fact, the train company, the people that own that, that they they didn't even go to the meeting last night where all these people are, and they say because they're worried about their safety. What about the safety of those people? Mayor Pete, complete empty suit, complete, you know. Um, absolute disaster what those people are going through their quality of life destroyed who would want to go live there right now now i did get an email from someone that said you know they live here in rhode island near some train tracks and they wonder uh are there any chemicals perhaps that are being carried with some of those trains that what if something happened and there was some kind of an explosion. Now, I encourage that person to contact their council person. That's what the council person there is for. Is there anyone listening right now that is in any form of confidence that if there was any type of disaster like that, that the McKee administration would rise to the occasion to handle it? If, if, if you do, you are kidding yourself. So whether it is ranked choice voting, something has to give. Our former government right now, I mean, it is totally broken. I also wanted to mention, and I want to touch on Nikki Haley in just a moment. But folks, I also want to tell you about, now look at this day, Limitless Outdoors. If you call Limitless Outdoors today, call Chris for a free quote, 401-580-1852. They're based in Smithfield. Limitless Outdoors, it's very simple. Instead of adding on to your home, why not? They specialize in patios, walkways, steps, outdoor kitchens, landscape lighting, retaining walls, lawn installations, excavation, limitless outdoors. Remember, their slogan is Dream, Build, Enjoy. Call today, free quote, 401-580-1852. Now, you could be outside enjoying yourself on your beautiful new patio with limitless outdoors or an outdoor kitchen or fireplace or fire pit limitless outdoors more and more people are saying you know i don't the expense of adding on a full extra room and i don't need that i don't want to go through zoning i don't want to go through all the house construction i want to have an area that i can enjoy nine months of the year now it's becoming 10 months of the year limitless outdoors call them for a free quote you can also find them on facebook again they're based out of smithfield Call Chris, 401-580-1852 for Limitless Outdoors. Well, folks, we're coming up on 1256. We're going to break coming up for the 1 o'clock news. Um, if, if Later on, on the scene live stream, be ready to go this time of year, uh, especially a day like today. Temperatures over 60, usually an increase in crime. So we will be ready to roll with that. Next hour, though, I do want to focus on the the situation in, in Ohio, I, I feel for those people. But what I, I really feel is that they are being completely let down. That governor, Mike DeWine, he, prior to this, has been a pretty popular governor in, in Ohio. 
and he has really been exposed and dropping the ball. That's a perfect example to me of, you know, that's when, that's what government is supposed to be doing, which is protecting people, right? Protecting people. By the way, also, I wanted to mention, boy, that was that was a bad, I feel terrible for those um the people displaced from the fire. Now, those people from Woonsocket, that, um, they're homeless. See, that's homeless people. All of this talk, notice, you watch, all of the talk about homeless is going to disappear now that it's warm out. Because suddenly now, that doesn't mean they're going to do anything to solve the problem. And instead... Um, a lot of these people are now just going to start to be able to survive outside. But when socket multifamily house fire forces 20 out of their homes, now those are people where then you want to have uh, a system set up to help them and take care of them and, and give them the aid that they need. The people that they're truly a home, a fire destroyed their home. But, folks, you notice it is a bizarre time. I'm also seeing this story I'll touch on in, in Cumberland yesterday. A woman drove up to a group of middle school students, told them to get in her car right in front of a Cumberland police officer. At Joseph McCourt Middle School, they were walking with an officer because they found something on the ground. woman drives by in an SUV, yells at the kids, get into my car. She was arrested after she initially took off. Police, she has severe mental health issues. Well, then why is she near a middle school? Like, what is happening? Someone like that should not be near a middle school. No middle school, granted, they're older. But what if she had done that around an elementary school? I think it should be obvious right now. Mental health issues continue. It is... Without question, not enough is being done. To we, we need to set up and address some of the problems with that's going on out there. Because every single day, there's there's another example of someone that that they're, they're maybe they're not a criminal, but it's 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 a behavior bordering on criminal behavior, and then we're just learning that they have mental health challenges. I'll also talk about that fatal hit and, um, fatal head-on crash. It turns out it's possible that the damage done from the initial hit and run maybe altered the, the vehicle and then the person wasn't able to steer. All right, but here's what we're going to do. We're going to break for the 1 o'clock news. We have another full hour to go. AM 1380, 99.9 FM. You can always listen online at the website, depetro.com. We're back on the other side after the 1 o'clock news.